Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Today, I come to you from the state of Florida, in particular Palm Beach. I just had a very nice meeting with the former president, Donald J. Trump, who is in wonderful shape after having played golf with Wayne Gretzky. And uh, quite, um, I would say, quite happy for the reco- for the hope for the recovery of America. That would be the best way to put it, because we're all very, very upset about the condition of America. I don't know that we've ever been in worse condition under a president that is. I don't know what to say about the president, really. I don't know what to say. I've never wanted to say this about a president. But I sit there looking every day at one document after another showing that he's a major criminal. That has been suppressed. That was suppressed by uh, the major media before the election in, in the biggest outrage in American history. You elected Joe Biden under false pretenses. Forget the crooked election. County. Forget that. Make believe it didn't happen. You elected him under false pretenses. You didn't know that he got $31 million from China. You didn't know he was deeply involved in the Ukraine deal and lied to you about it for years. You didn't know that his brother got one-third of a $1.5 billion contract in Iraq when he sold us out in Iraq. And don't you think he's selling us out in China? Giving them the Bagram Air Base 400 miles from China? We give it away? How How do we wake up every morning not worried about our country, not worried about what this guy's gonna do next with the part of the brain that he's got left and with the people that he has around him. My goodness. Now in New York, I had a little hope in this guy Adams. Yesterday he gave a state of the Smitty speech that went pretty much like this. Bull, 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 bull ass, bull ass, bull ass. Look at my nice suit. See my tie? I spent a lot on that. Oh, tonight I'm going to two. Tonight I'm going to two openings and a and, and a nightclub. I'm very I'm a, I'm an important guy, and the state of the city, crime is up forty five percent since I've been in office. People have been leaving in droves since I'm in office. Hope has gotten worse since I'm in office. Hmm. The economy hasn't improved. The quality of life, my God, it smells in certain parts of the city, and homelessness has gotten worse. Hey, Adams, you're worse than de Blasio. You just talk nicer. And you want to attack me? You picked the wrong guy. Failure. Listen to number 16. They have allowed Rudy Giuliani to hijack something that the overwhelming number of people of color... Shut up, Adams. When you get to criticize me, how about you reduce crime by 1%, idiot? I reduced it by 65%. 
I save the lives of your people when your crooked black politicians didn't do a damn thing for Harlem. And I had a deal with them. And I had a deal with the phony press that protected them. The guys who made millions from inner city broadcasting, selling it out. And didn't do a damn thing for your people. Just like the people in Chicago don't do a damn thing for the people in Chicago. 50 years of democratic rule and white young men, I mean black young men being wiped out. So go join them, phony. You're no cop. You're a bull artist. You're no cop. And you get sycophantic treatment from the left-wing Maybe the worst problem we have, press, the press that covered up for Biden so we could get a major crook who is suffering from serious dementia in office. And they're Americans? They care about our country? And they put a $30 million crook in office with the proof staring them in the face, stuck in their face by the New York Post? And they censor it? Where are we? In communist China? I warned you when Curtis Sliwa was running against him, don't vote for another Democrat. Please, please, please. He sounds nice. He talks nice. Go talk to the cops who work with him. He's no cop. I don't know. I don't know if Bratton and Kelly and I know Bernie will tell you the truth. I think Kelly will tell you the truth. I know what he tells me. I know what Howard Safer would tell you. He told me the other day. The guy was a bull ass cop. Hey, Adams, who did you arrest? You ever get in a shootout? Did you ever save a partner's life? Hmm? How much complaining did you do? Phony complaints about the, majo- the, the, the majority minority police department, the best one in the United States for minority relationships that you slandered. And now you give a state of the city speech and you tell us how wonderful our city that has deteriorated in three months since you have been going to nightclubs every night. It takes you a month to unveil your plain clothes unit that has uniforms on? What are we, jerks? Yes, we are. We're brainwashed Democrat jerks. And we're brainwashed by the New York Daily News. We're brainwashed by the New York Times. We're brainwashed by some of the silly reporters who cover you and fawn all over you, you failure. If they treated you like a Republican, you'd have to succeed or fail right away like I did. You'd have to show right away you could get rid of the squeegee men. I didn't need a plan. Bratton brought me a plan. I threw it out. I changed it. And I did it. And I'll, okay, Bill, you want to hear the truth? You you, you did broken windows? I wrote about broken windows 10 years before I met you. I wrote about Comstat 
six years before I met you. And if you didn't have Jack Maple, baby, it would have been tough. Now go tell the truth about Adams, and maybe I can respect you again. When you put together the plainclothes unit to get guns off the street, did you put uniforms on them? Who started Stop, Question, and Frisk? Me and you. Me and you. Who testified against Stop, Question, and Frisk? Mayor Lord and Order. Why don't you go tell the people what I'm telling them, and then I'll regain respect for you. Then I'll say you're about saving lives and policing and not about Bill Bratton. That was my damn problem with you. This is relentless. If I were Adams and I gave that state of the city speech, you know what I would have said? I'm embarrassed to appear before you. I promised you I'd reduce crime. It's now three months and I'm doing worse than de Blasio. I'm not going to come back and talk to you again. I might not even sleep again until I start reducing crime. Oh, and I'm going to stop lying to you about the subway. It is not safe. The head of the MTA tells us it's not safe, and you tell us it's safe. What do you want to do, get people killed? This guy's off to a terrible start. Now, New Yorkers, left-wing, brainwashed reporters, will you get tough with him? Maybe you can change him if you say what I'm saying. State of the city, 42% more crime, Adams. I don't, hear have to, I don't have to hear any more. No more. More people dead under you, more black people dead under you. What good are you until it goes down? I don't care about what you have to say. I don't care about your suits and how you look and where you buy your clothes and what celebrities you know. Save New Yorkers' lives. Don't get them killed. You're getting more of them victimized. And when you stop that, we can start respecting you. And, man, my my tune will change in a minute. You will have the single biggest supporter if you bring down crime. You'll have the biggest single enemy if you keep victimizing my people and destroying my city that I gave my blood for and an awful lot of cops and firefighters gave their blood for. And you are double-crossing us because you speak out of both sides of your mouth, which is what is wrong with modern politicians. So you think I'm upset? You have no idea. I didn't do this for fun. I didn't do it because I didn't have other things to do. I don't want to say this, but I could have made millions and millions and millions and millions. I did it because I love my city. I did it because I thought it was my obligation to save people's lives, and I didn't give one hoot about politics. Hmm? Hmm? Not one. He's so scared of confronting Hochul, it's pathetic. I don't know how he could have been a cop. Man, maybe something special happens when you're a vegetarian and, you know, I don't know. But come on. 
Somebody's got to talk to you like a man, Adams. You're a failure. That's what it should say right on the front of the New York Purse. Three months, Adams, a big failure. We'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. Uh, I just want to play this one other cut from uh, our failing Mayor Adams. And I want to give you a lesson from my best-selling book, Leadership, probably about the fifth or sixth chapter, and show you what a failure this guy is. Cut eight. I am disappointed in the deployment of transit police personnel. I've shared this before. Stop. Stop. We don't need it anymore. Did you hear that? Who's in charge? Who's the general? He's telling you he's disappointed in his troops and they're going to go work for him? Who f- Now, I had a police commissioner who understood the transit police. I had a deputy who was a genius on it. But if I didn't, I knew how to do it because I was in law enforcement for 12 years and I damn convicted people, big ones, tough ones. Ones who wanted to kill me. What the hell did you do? Complain about the police department. Make false charges of racism. Get rid of stop, question, and frisk. And the silly people of our city, sorry people, got brainwashed by you because they are reflexive, brainwashed Democrats. And here we are again, 45% more crime under another machine Democrat who took money from a phony homeless operator. Go take a look at him. You want to save this city? Elect honest, decent, hardworking people like Bloomberg. Like me, not like de Blasio and Adams. He's blaming it on the transit police. What do they have to do with their deployment, idiot? I figured out in two months they were in the wrong place, and I helped to change them. I can explain it to you now. Almost every damn station because I didn't go to parties, I worked. Man, I wish they could impeach you right now to wake you up. Maybe there's a chance if we do some kind of a shock therapy on you, you'll wake up and keep your promises. So, let's see. Let's see what we have here. Let's go to Rick in Brooklyn. Mayor, how you doing? I'm doing well. Can't you tell? Listen, you speak the truth, but you're yeah, damn right I do. And you you he, mess around with my city, you mess around with my city. You're not gonna you're not gonna be standing long. Yeah, but but number one, he's not a failure in the eyes of the people that put him there. He's doing exactly oh. what they want. This what is, do they tell me what they want? 
they, they want them to fail. They want this city to be dismantled. They're dismantling it. This city well, we're not even mentioning his $99 billion budget, which is bigger oh, than Florida, yeah. putting us in bankruptcy, wasting money, and a third of it is for his Democratic crooks. Not like the old days. Remember the rally at City Hall with Al Lewis? Remember that one, Mayor? Yeah, I remember. That was great. Those were the days. Yeah, I, I know it got completely misconstrued by the press. No, but it gave our it, ga- it it also it also gave our people a sense of morale. It gave them a sense of hope. This guy's got us going down even faster than De Blasio. What a phony! How about we go to cut nine? from Janet Lieber contradicting our phony mayor. Some of that bad stuff was highlighted again last night by another high-profile shooting in Queens where two guys who apparently knew each other got into an argument, somebody pulled a gun, and somebody is dead. That's the subway. We'll talk about the subway. That's the state Democrat in charge of the subway. Basically saying, Adams, you're a damn liar. And why are you telling people to go on the subway if it's not safe? Why? Why are you doing that? Uh, Oh, boy. Well, we got other problems in this city also. Nobody really seems to give a damn about anti-Semitism. Let's listen to my old friend Dove Hyken for a second. Number six. Individuals. They have nothing better to do than to attack a Hasidic Jew. What cowards, what cowards they are. The statistics speak loud and clear. Attacking Jews. Jews have to be afraid in New York. Okay. Uh, May I just take one uh, moment of credit here? Do you know who introduced statistics to New York? Me. Now, did I do it with the help of Bratton and, and Maple? Yeah. Did I have a lot to do with it? Yes. Was I the first to publish them? Yes. You know why I did it? Because I knew I could be followed by a bunch of crooked, phony Democrats, and I wanted them held to account. So now let's hold them to account. Subway crime up. Some of it's over 100%. Adams tells us it's safe to go on the subway. Overall crime, 45% worse than de Blasio. Who is going to write the headline, Adams, so far you're a big failure. Maybe, just maybe, if you hold these crooked Democrats to account, maybe they'll do something. You sure as hell held me to account, and I sure as hell did something. It's a, it's a travesty that our people aren't cared about more than they are. Let's go to Ed in Islip. If we have the time, Ed, I got a minute. This will be quick. Uh, you, you were asking about the uh, billboards in Florida and why they needed them. Well, they need them because there's a crisis in New York City. They're running out of victims. Everybody's been locked up. Everybody's getting themselves armed. And uh, they need more victims if they're going to continue their crazy policies. Yeah, it's a disaster, Ed. And, th- and thank you. So we're going to take a short break now. When we come back... We got a lot more to cover. We'll get off Adams. We got lots of other stuff to cover. We got the uh, somewhat challenged, heavily challenged president of Washington who is making it a disaster at the border. And then we'll have the final words from the mayor. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Platform. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you after our break. And uh, I want to welcome you. We're at 1-800-848-9222. We got a lot of calls. And I've got a lot to talk about. So we're going to see if we can balance it a bit. But I can never, ever, well, sometimes I have to, can never turn down my correspondent in the Holy Land, Joel. Joel, you're in Galilee today. Yes, we are. And, Mr. Uh, Mayor, I want to say that I feel about Biden the way you feel about Adams. Just it's a, Well, I feel about it, Biden the way you feel about Biden, too, by the way. It's not just limited <laughs> to I, In fact, I feel Biden is much worse than Adams. Adam, Adams is a, is a little slimy politician, but as far as I know, he's not a master crook. Well, your 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 and my frustration about this helps to elucidate what is true righteousness, and and this show, and your listeners right now are bringing that out. So, in light of there was a Fox article about two art, uh, hours ago about how Joe paid eight hundred thousand dollars for Hunter's. Oh, I got, uh, it's a great one. Legal bills. Yeah, and uh, you know, I would just I think everybody should look at that docket in Arkansas to see how this pattern of lying runs in the family. Hunter perjured himself at his paternity docket there, saying he was broken, unemployed. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things there, including the um, my filing and also the uh, private investigator with those uh, bank statements that you've been talking about through Latvia and Cyprus. And I hope that all your listeners will just go to Hunter's docket in Arkansas and take a look at what a uh, How do they get it online? And, what, do they, what do they do online, Joel, to get it? So, I mean, I was having a disagreement last night with someone who said, oh, I'm making it up. I said, hey, you want to look at the documents? You know what they said? No. They didn't want to look at the documents. Well, journalists should look at the documents. How they do it is just Google Arkansas and Port Connect. And then uh, it'll Port come up. Connect? Party. Port Connect? Uh, uh, court. Court. Oh, Court. C-O-U-R-T. Yeah. Okay. Arkansas, Good. Court Connect. And you can Google the party Robert Hunter Biden Look at that docket. You'll see who uh, put the, the, the correct documents there. And uh, the, the journalist now with Elon Musk taking over Twitter, you know, this will spread like wildfire fire around the world. Uh, well, the you know, if you, look at the, if you look at the Post article, which I have in front of me right now, which is quite detailed, and, and, you, and you remember the 100 times our crooked, lying president said, I didn't know anything about my son's foreign dealings, uh, there are, oh, I'd say 50 entries showing overlapping foreign dealings between the lying Joe Biden and actually his victimized drug addict son, victimized by him. And it shows you that these people mingled their finances. And it's simple. For 30 years, as Hunter explained the money going to Hunter was really for Joe 
and Hunter was being paid for collections. The nice word is collection agent. The true word is illegal bagman to a, rac- a racketeering conspiracy, a major one, for which the President of the United States is sitting in the Oval Office, one of the bigger political criminals in the history of our country. And how we can stand that embarrassment, I don't understand. And how the press can live with itself knowing it, I do not understand. And how they can look at the American flag and not have to turn away embarrassed, I don't understand. But thank you, Joel. You know how much I appreciate you calling us from the Holy Land. It's just something special. I'd like to go to Russ in New Jersey, a little closer to home. Hello, Mayor. Hey, Russ. I I just wanted to say uh, on behalf of everybody that I know and everybody that we love you and uh, we appreciate everything you've done for New York City throughout uh, everything, throughout 9-11 and everything. And I think you you, you did an unbelievable job. And uh, this uh, Adams is is nothing but a but a. I, I can't even get the words out uh, without, without being bleeped because um, I'm so disgusted. It yeah, like I, I know. I, I know. It's another disappointment. It's another disappointment. It's another. I mean, I actually had, I'm going to say 50-50 false hope, you know. I never had false hope for Biden because before he was elected, I had the hard drive. And I'm saying to myself, what can I do to get this out? If I give it to the Times and the Wall Street, not the Wall, well, the Wall Street Journal wouldn't take it. If I gave it to the Times and I gave it to the, uh, and I gave it to the Washington Post, they would just mischaracterize, like, like they're doing it right now. Even with the whole thing out there saying that Joe isn't implicated. Go look at the Post. My God, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 25. I'll stop. Interrelated foreign transactions between Joe, who knew nothing about his son's foreign business, and Hunter. And do you know how stupid that explanation was from day one that the crooked press, the anti-American press, disregarded? In order to determine whether his son and he had a conflict He had to know his son's foreign dealings. Otherwise, he was being reckless. Your son is going all around the world. You're taking him on free trips to China and elsewhere on Air Force One. He's doing business. How do you know if it isn't a major conflict with the United States if you don't have a system for checking it? Yet he would say to the press, I don't know about my son's foreign business. And crooked Obama didn't give a damn, and the crooked press didn't give a damn. My first question would have been, that in and of itself, Joe, is illegal and a conflict of interest in the job that you're in. How crooked have we become just because we wanted to get rid of the president who did more for the United States since Ronald Reagan There is nobody in the world that believes that Russia would be in Ukraine killing 20,000, 30,000 Ukrainians if Donald Trump and not Mr. Demented were in the White House. Now, you know that. I know that. 
and Democrats know that. Will you stop being brainwashed? Do you think crime would be up 45% if I were mayor? Huh? Do you think crime will go up if my son becomes governor? I guarantee you it will go down. And do you think it would have gone down under Curtis Lee? Well, you're damn right it would have. So why are you voting Democrat? Why? What do they do for you? What did the black crooks in Harlem do in the 1970s and 1980s until I took over Harlem? They stole money from inner city broadcasting. Dinkins, lovely Dinkins who didn't file his taxes, who took bribes, wrangle. Harlem was a hellhole when I took over, and they were there for 30 years stealing from their people. Tell the truth, and we can save America. Be afraid of being called a racist, and we will deteriorate into a George Soros just another country. Hmm. How about Donna in Stratford, Connecticut? Yes, Mr. Mayor, good afternoon. Uh, the reason I'm calling is that I just wanted to shine a spotlight on National Crime Victims' Rights Week, which is April 24th to the 30th. Uh, I was a former victim advocate for about a dozen years in a small program in the Bronx, and uh, I have to give a lot of praise to the NYPD detectives that uh, I worked with over the years from the various precincts and patrol borough Bronx who are always uh, very compassionate. And Tell us again, uh, at the very beginning, it was a little indistinct. Tell us what you're telling us about the crime. Uh, National Crime Victims' Rights Week. I remember. We, and we used to have a ceremony, remember? I do, and uh, it's actually this week until uh, the 30th of April. So I just wanted to mention it because of uh, all the crime uh, that's going on uh, has dehumanized uh, the victims. Uh, our program dealt mostly with homicide families. Uh, we were able to, Yeah, we were able to help them get uh, funds for funeral costs and um, therapy um, and medical bills and a lot of other uh, a lot of other um, things that they were able so to ba- get. Basically, but- Donna, isn't it true that back then we were giving the criminals all the rights and basically saying go to hell to the victims? Well, I think that uh, that's that's more what's been being said to them now since the defund the police. I mean, no, but I remember back in the 1980s and 1990s when I would go to those oh, rallies. Oh, sure. Yes. Well, Man, it was where... horrible under the yes. Democrats. Yes. They didn't yes. give a damn yes. about the... I remember, I remember an FBI agent whose wife was raped and the judge gave the guy a two-year sentence. You know what the FBI agent told me? He told me when you arrested the guy and he got prosecuted, I wanted to kill the guy, but I, I, I said, okay, he's going to have justice. And now I want to kill him again. 
and the law should take that feeling away from me. That's one of the purposes of establishing English common law a thousand years ago, so we wouldn't go kill each other. So the law would give us justice, which can sometimes mean heavy punishment and execution. And when it doesn't, you got crime all over the place. Lee in West Orange, New Jersey. Lee. I think I might have lost Lee. Well, call back, Lee. I'm going to go to Rick, meanwhile, in Queens. Hello? Hey, Rick. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Mayor? I'm doing okay, Rick. What's up? Uh, I was a transit cop in District 2 uh, for 22 years. Yeah, thank Thank you. you. And thank you for everything you did. And I know you don't need reinforcement, but I just want to reinforce your listeners that you're a thousand percent correct about Eric Adams. A thousand percent. Wasn't a bad guy, but no cop. But I just want to say one other thing about the transit police. The transit police, years ago, we had a decoy unit. And the thing with the decoys was a person's going to come down to rob someone no matter what. Let him rob one of our transit cops and put him under arrest. And they always ah, had a problem. I remember that. I remember that. And the decoy guys, and I, I'm a cop, and I'm going to tell you, those guys were my heroes. And Were the decoy guys in uniform? Uh... No, they weren't. They, they dressed <laughs> up as bums. They dressed up as bums. They laid on uh, benches with gold chains on. So- and they were the greatest cops <laughs> I've ever seen. So what, what do you think? What do you think of your fellow retired cop Adams putting the cl- plain clothes people in uniform? I think it's a travesty. You know what? It, just think of what I just said. Common sense. Isn't it better that a cop get robbed on a subway than one of our New York citizens? Now, What do you also think of him blaming the transit cops for the deployment? As a transit police officer, were you in charge of your deployment, or was it the command? It was the command. I was a patrol officer, but we went out proactive every day. Because you had good Um, leadership. Mr. Giuliani, you remember the sweeps that Jack Maple created? Uh, I remember Jack Maple as if it was yesterday. Yes. Let's get everybody at the turnstile. You know how many times we locked up a guy fair beaten and he had a gun? Yeah, well, you only get Jack Maple once a century. Uh, uh, we're not going to get Jack Maple back. But all we got to get is a guy with common sense. Jack Maple was a genius. Uh, but, I mean, the reality is even Jack Maple, who was a genius, a lot of the stuff he did was just plain common sense. I'm going to tell you how we invented Comstat. He was sitting there with uh, little napkins from Elaine's restaurant with all the crime statistics from the transit uh, police department. And I said, maybe we could get them for all the precincts. And he said, absolutely, I'll send my guys out to get it. I said, no, no, we can put it in a computer. And Jack, who, you know, was an old timer, said, we can and then he and I, they didn't know a damn thing about computer, got them all in the computer, 
had the computer, and then uh, originally he was going to send the cops to pick up all the all the uh, numbers. And uh, stupid me said, maybe we can do it by telephone. And that's how we started Comstat. The two the two of us, largely because I knew the FBI statistics cold because I was in charge of it since nineteen actually since nineteen seventy five, and always frustrated they came out a year after. Because I, I, I thought they'd be very valuable as management tools during the year. And Jack used to do it on a smaller scale in the transit police. And we didn't know if it would work for the entire police department. Someday we should write a book about the early days of Comstat when it broke out in fistfights. Every once in a while somebody would come in so scared that they failed that they'd be drunk. And uh, do you remember Chief Anamone? I guess you might have gotten off. But Chief Anamone, <laughs> I can't tell you what he was. He, I mean, he would frighten the living daylights. He was like Patton. Fabulous cop. Cops cop. Great hero. He and Ray Kelly saved us uh, from the pogrom of Dinkins. So we're going to now take a short break, and we'll be back with the mayor's final word. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back again with the Mayor's Final Thoughts. And yes, it's brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. $11 a month will help them build homes for the catastrophically wounded warriors and also pay for the mortgages and some other things for those families who lose uniformed service people in the line of duty. Can you do anything better than that with your money? Come on. You'll gain credit in heaven as well as among your fellow men and women. So I want to talk a little about the condition of my Republican Party, which uh, I joined, oh my goodness, uh, 90, 100, 30, 42 years ago, uh, influenced very, very much by Ronald Reagan and the fight against communism and against, um, and against welfare corruption, which I saw as harming the poor. And I have to tell you, the anti-MAGA, anti-Trump movement in the Republican Party is disgusting. And it is nowhere worse than in this state where they are dictating a candidate for governor, Lee Zeldin, without allowing the other candidates on the ballot. Let me tell you what Kathy Hochul did, the Democrat. She allowed the two other Democrats on the ballot without even examining their petitions because she said, I'm not afraid to run. So why wouldn't Zeldin let them on? Oh, he's claiming there's fraud. Would you take my word for it that when we're finished, he's going to be the one who is engaged in the fraud? And the bosses of the Republican Party, who like to claim they're not involved in him, although they picked him in a back room, 
a year and a half ago and told the candidates not to mention Trump, and Zeldin didn't mention Trump, and my son did five times. So if you appreciate the contributions of President Trump, if you'd like to see a governor who (laughs) breaks the whole damn Cuomo Democrat deal-making process up, Vote for somebody who can stand up to the party and not listen to them say, don't say Trump, don't say Trump. If you want to go back to the same scratch-your-back Albany, which Zeldin was a big part of, Zeldin, who told us that Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo would make a great president. Not Mario, Andrew Cuomo would make a great president. And who made deals with him, part of the Albany swamp who for a while, when it was convenient, supported Trump, and now will not mention his name. So if you want a Republican Party that fights for the things we believe in, okay, vote for the guy who stands up for that. If you want a Republican Party that's a carbon copy of the Cuomo Party, vote for Lee Seldon and the Democrat and the Republican bosses who do not want you to have a vote. They're hoping they get no vote. Or they get this guy, Wilson, who uh, (laughs) we'll talk about him at some other time. They're afraid to run against Andrew Giuliani because Andrew Giuliani, they know, is the one guy who can reduce crime for real, immediately, like I did. You can be sure of it. So we'll be back tomorrow. Plenty more to cover. I get to enjoy Palm Beach, get to see the president maybe again tomorrow. I mean, the ex-president. I even hate to say that. Am I forced to say that? I don't know. I think you, I, they call me Mayor Giuliani. They don't say ex-Mayor Giuliani. When I, when I talk to, oh, my, my uh, when, I, when, I, when I talk to my judge that I clerk for, even though I got to know him as a, as another father, I called him Judge McMahon all his life. Today, when I saw my old friend Donald Trump, who I called Donald Trump for 30 years, I referred to him as President Trump until the day he dies, God forbid. Well, tomorrow morning, again, a little prayer, this time a little longer. Pray to God to help us. Remind God that we're, we're, we're his city on a hill. We're at the, we're the last great hope for humanity, and with China breeding down on us, it's never been truer. And thank God you're an American. God bless America.